One of the most powerful phrases that I use and that we talk about on my mastermind with my coaching clients is, I haven't failed, I'm just not finished yet. Such a powerful phrase because gosh darn it, I haven't failed, I'm just not finished yet. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it. Keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl. Let's get it. I'm a multi-passionate woman. What's a multi-passionate woman, you ask? A multi-passionate woman is a woman who is interested in many things all at once. They have a load of skills and passions and often have trouble narrowing down exactly what they want to focus on. For example, my passions are running Faith and Gather, hosting the Faith Inspired podcast, and being a wife and mom. I also want to learn the metric system, help women break free of what's holding them back from living their best life, and help other entrepreneurs. I want to learn how to paint with watercolor and play the violin. I want to write a book and write and produce a song. I want to be a short-term missionary. And the list goes on. Does this sound a little like you, or do you think I'm crazy? Here's the deal. I genuinely believe that I can do all these things through God, but how I do it all without going a little batty in the process is a whole different thing. That's why I asked Brittany Horn, the founder of Unleash Your Shine and creator of the Unleash Your Shine Mastermind for mission-driven female entrepreneurs to hang out with me and talk about how you can actually live out who God created you to be in every area without going crazy in the process. Brittany, a multi-passionate woman herself, went from eviction notices, food stamps, and nearly $250,000 of tax debt to becoming a nationally known speaker, award-winning entrepreneur, and peak performance coach for female entrepreneurs around the country. Nothing lights her up more than activating untapped potential and helping women grow their businesses and life so they can elevate their joy and be everything God created them to be. Brittany brought her A-game to this episode with so many nuggets of wisdom and knowledge. So settle in and get ready to be inspired, encouraged, and empowered to be a multi-passionate woman of faith who keeps her sanity. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the Faith Inspired Podcast. I so appreciate you being on here today. Oh, yay. I'm so happy to be here, Erica. This is going to be so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. I'm seriously pumped to dive into our topic because this is a hot one for me, particularly because I am a multi-passionate gal, like multi-passionate gal. There's a lot going on up in this brain of mine, and there are so many like adventures and ventures and things that I want to do, but it all becomes too much for me. And I know that this is an issue that so many women struggle with. And even if you know that like it's from God, like you know what you're doing and what you're being called to is from God, it is still such a struggle because we have so many roles in our lives. And so I am just so excited to get into the topic today to talk about, you know, how to really be a multi-passionate person and not go crazy (laughs) while you're trying to do it all. But before we do that, can you provide a little bit of background on 
who you are, and then maybe some of those multi-passions that you have yourself. Absolutely. And before I jump in, I just want to honor you, Erica, for what you're doing with your podcast, because you're taking a huge leap of of faith and courage to step into this and you're blessing a lot of people. So I just want to say that for anyone who's listening, what a huge blessing it is to have Erica as your host. Thank you. And I will jump into a little bit more of my story. So I am a small town gal, grew up in a small town in Minnesota, graduated with 33 kids, yes, in my class. And um, then it basically a lot of things started for me after I went to college and started learning about people and cultures. And then when I graduated, I lived over in Nigeria. I went to Nigeria to go work with women and launch a microfinance initiative. And so that was one of my first experiences abroad and able to really is where God started showing me women and equipping women. And that's really where the the heart for what that could look like really started. And so that was when I was over in Nigeria. So by the grace of God, we ended up with over 400 ladies that had launched their own business by the time we left there. It was an incredible, amazing miracle. And then I came back to the United States and thought I was going to either live in Washington, D.C. or San Diego. And lo and behold, definitely not the Midwest, definitely not Minnesota, and definitely not in my hometown, in my wonderful, beautiful mother's basement, which is exactly where I ended up. (laughs) So how many of you have had an experience where you suddenly were at a place in your life and you were like, how did I get here? What This wasn't what I was expecting. And so that was was a period where I really started growing um, spiritually and really learning more about who I am and what it was that God had for me in that next chapter. So then I moved out on my own and stepped in and said yes to something I'd never done before, launching a magazine. So there I was in my 20s, and I was excited to create and do something new. And it was an opportunity to take something from scratch and build it out completely and then go from there to continue building my My vision was to learn how to do it, and I was going to be the girl that was going to go in and totally crush it. And I came in and completely fell on my face. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to sell, no idea how to build a business, and I didn't even have a car at this point. So here's here's the girl that is taking the city bus to all these sales appointments trying to sell enough advertising to create my first magazine. So there I was working over 100 hours a week waitressing nights and weekends. I was so tired. I would fall asleep standing up at stoplights until it turned green and on waiting room couches. When I was sitting on my couch with only 27 cents in my bank account, I had to make a decision. And it was, I was looking in my phone at the text about where I was about to be evicted from my apartment and my food stamp money that I had from the week prior was about gone. And I said, you know what, God, you wouldn't have brought me this far to leave me now. Like I will find a way you have always provided for every single step and you will continue providing. And so I said, all right, let's do this. And suddenly one miracle after another miracle after another miracle. And then I'm so grateful for the coaches that came into my life and started teaching me, Brittany, here's how you run a business. This is how you sell. This is what you do. So then I didn't need to uh, run down the highway, holding on to my heels, which by the way, actually, <laughs> you see me, it was quite a feat when I missed the bus. So then I did launch my magazine. It did happen. I did no longer work at my waitressing job. I did get a car. I wasn't off food stamps. I got my own apartment that I was so grateful to and really started building that business. But God had to take me on that journey of full and total surrender and trust and what that looks like to him in that place. 
And so that was the first step of becoming a business owner. Then I very quickly grew the business and really started learning. And how do I do this? How do I serve people in this capacity? And within nine months, I was up to over a 10K plus paycheck for a monthly profit. And then suddenly started leading others and having this privilege and opportunity to pull up potential in other people in a multi-state region. So that was quite a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Then I had what I like to call my year of Ryan. Yes, when I met my wonderful husband. In that period of my life, we had just gotten married. So now let me take you to this next chapter of my business life. So we'd just gotten married. It was about six months after we had gotten married. And my husband was a business owner. I was a business owner. And we had gotten ourselves into some tax debt, had made some mistakes. And we owed the IRS a quarter of a million dollars. So it's $250,000. I'll never forget, it was May 31st, 2017, and I was at the grocery store, and I was about to put my card in the slot and pay for the groceries. The whole conveyor belt was full, and I put my card in, and the lady says, oh, Brittany, this is declined. I'm like, how's it declined? There's money in the account. Put the card in again. It's declined. So there I pull up my phone, pull up my bank app, and there in red letters says negative $100 tax levy. So the IRS came in, levied our bank account, and we lost every single cent we had. And in that moment, I remember leaving the cart of groceries and walking out to the car. It was a Wednesday afternoon, and I could still feel the the wind blowing through my hair. And I just remember gripping onto the steering wheel. It's like I had these knots in my stomach, and I was like, God, we're going to make it. I don't know how this is going to happen, but we're going to make it. You're going to provide for us once again. I came home that day, and... My husband, I have the best husband in the world. He looks at me and he says, you know, Brittany, after praying for me on the way home, he said, how can we make this fun? How can we make this fun? And so there we went on the next adventure, one of our first adventures of our marriage. And we said yes to God when we got married that every single month we were going to tithe. We didn't know how that was always going to happen, but that was a commitment we made to each other and we made to God. And so I can tell you, every single month when I was rebuilding the business back, I was about a month away from losing my magazine at that point. The business had gone down and the tax levy. So here we are, totally fully surrendered, saying, God, we said we're going to tithe. And we kept building every single month, being willing to surrender. And I remember there were times when... We would pay our tithe and I would sit and cry because we ended up getting money to pay that, but then we weren't sure how the bills were going to happen. But as so many of you who are listening to this know, when you say yes to God and you put him first, he does miracles beyond miracles, what you could ever imagine, hope, or dream in your life. And so I remember going to a meeting on a Saturday morning. This lady who I barely knew had heard my story. And as I was leaving, she slips me this envelope. I get in the car and I open the envelope and there are uh, $1,000 bills from her mom who didn't even know us, but heard our story. And then she had $400 bills from her. And so there are $1,400 that I came home and I gave it to my husband. He drove to the bank 10 minutes before it closed, put it in. And then suddenly, lo and behold, we were able to pay our rent for that month. So I had these experiences over and over and over again where God showed up because we said yes to him in that moment. So there's all these different pieces that are leading up to this. Rebuilt the business back once again. It's not about where you've been but it's about where you're going and what you're creating. 
I had to stop looking at my rear view mirror and living my life in the rear view mirror and get excited about my big breathtaking windshield and stepping into that. And in that period, once again, it was coaches that came and said, Brittany, you know, I'm going to speak life and hope into you until you start believing in yourself. I'm going to be your flashlight. And so you don't even have to believe in it. Just go on my faith. You can go on my faith because I believe in that and who you're becoming. So I said, okay, today I woke up. I felt like pulling the covers back over my head and staying there for a really long time. They said, no, you're going to get up. You're going to do one thing. You can go take a shower and get out of your pajamas, girl, at three o'clock in the afternoon. You're going to do one thing, not 10, one, then call me back. Then you're going to do two. Then you're going to call someone. Then you're going to set a sales appointment. And then it was baby step over baby step over baby step. And then within nine months, I brought my business back to where it was, 10K plus a profit and more beyond by doing just one baby step at a time. So I believe in tiny is mighty. And it's one of the things I work with my clients a lot. And we focus on how do we nail this one tiny thing, build momentum off of that. Then I was so grateful after that to start sharing my story. Then I started speaking and being able to share the things that I didn't ever want to talk about that... My greatest secrets, God took to be some of my greatest ways to serve others. And so sometimes the things that we don't want to share, the things that we feel are our greatest shame, our greatest secrets, God will use to transform more lives. And our past can become our platform and our testimony. And we have this amazing story and experience. And so then I started speaking and absolutely fell in love with it. And then after I started speaking, I started coaching and in Then after I started coaching, I sold the magazine and then officially I'm doing what I am doing here right now. After doing about 5,000 coaching sessions with business owners all around the country, I officially launched Unleash Your Shine and where I get the beautiful privilege to speak in and pull out potential in ladies all around the country that are on a mission to grow their business and elevate their joy so they can be everything God created them to be. Multi-passionate lady magazine owner, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, (laughs) all the things, all the things, but not without struggling. One um, main theme that I really heard you say was surrendering it all to God. And I think that's something that we're going to talk about here. Mm -hmm. Probably just a big theme throughout every question that I have will be the surrendering to God because that that I believe um, is key and looks like it's been key to your story. Yes, absolutely. As an entrepreneur and a creative and a woman, I think as women, you know, God made us multi-passionate for reasons, but my head is really everywhere, honestly, all the time. My husband will ask me a question and unless I'm zoned in with somebody, like unless you lock eye to eye with me, if it looks like I'm doing something else, game over. I didn't hear you (laughs) because I am always Mm -hmm. somewhere else in my brain. I have dreams and desires that kind of pull me in a million different directions. And I often feel honestly, like I'm all over the place. Sometimes I feel like I'm in the zone, but a lot of times I just feel like I'm kind of all over the place scattered with just all these different passions. So how do you have a multi-passionate life and still focus on accomplishing your goals? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, first off, I have to say I can very much relate, Erica. My husband and I would like to call them the windows. When the windows are all open, they're all open all at the same time. So, and then my husband has these different boxes that'll shut down, and he has like a nothing box, but I don't even know what that box is because I have 25 windows or 100 windows all at once. So, I completely get it as a, as a woman that happens. And how do we shut the windows and focus on each different piece? So, one of the, the first things in my framework, and when I'm coaching someone or speaking, one of the first things we do is is what I like to call is own your awesome. We have to, for me, I had to remember who I was first because my mind will go to the place of you're failing at everything. I think so many women will go to the, I'm trying everything, but I'm not making progress. And I want to move faster. I thought I'd be farther along by now. I thought my marriage would be different. I thought my business would be different. I thought my kids would be this, but all of these different things. And it's like, we forget what God has already done in our life. We forget the miracle he did five minutes ago and yesterday, all those things. And so when you talk about being multi-passionate and how do we make progress in all these different areas, for me, the first thing in my life and with the people that I coach oftentimes is identifying all the things that have already taken place. And so I created what I like to call my boom board. And so I'll take you back to this January, and I'm looking at it right here in my office as we're talking. So it was the middle of January in about two o'clock in the afternoon, and I was sitting on my couch, and I remember having all of those feelings that we just said. I felt like I was failing at everything. How do I... Um, it's like I couldn't even see anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write down a list. Here's all the things that the miracles that have happened, the things that I thought were so impossible back then that actually took place in my life right now. And I was like, boom, yeah, that happened. That is awesome. God, you did that. Wow, you empowered me to do that thing. Boom, this. And so I was like, this is amazing. And suddenly my state changed. Everything started shifting from this like, I want to do all these amazing things and I feel like I'm not doing them to like, wow, like this happened. I did this. I did this. I did this. And so then I got pictures and I put them from my phone, all these different things. And so I am looking at my boom board. So the things on here on this boom board are things like driving to the post office to pay off the last of our tax debt. We are zero dollars that we owe the IRS today. Hallelujah. Amen. It's something like when I made my very first Facebook Live that I was so afraid to do because I was so afraid to speak and share my story that I was like shaking. And I was like, boom, you did that. Boom, you paid that off. Boom. When you didn't think you would get back after the business, I wrote on a big post-it note, I'm so grateful for sharing my story in front of the whole company. And I put the date on there. And then I actually did it. I was like, I can't believe these things. God, you did this and this and this. And it was like one thing over the other thing over the other thing. And then that, first of all, got me out of myself and into that place of gratitude. Because where gratitude is, fear cannot exist. And I find when we're trying to be in all those different windows at the same time, I am usually in a place of fear that it won't actually happen or I feel fuzzy. So that leads me to the second piece of my framework, which I like to call create your breathtaking future. And so this is where I must develop a compelling vision and really where I'm going. And so I like to call this the fastest way to get results in advance guaranteed, create your breathtaking future. So I didn't have a clarity where there's fuzzy goals don't get hit. And so this is the thing. Fuzzy goals don't get hit. Fuzzy targets don't get hit. It's like if I got in an Uber and I just told the Uber driver to drive around like 
that wouldn't be very, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm going to say, hey, go to the airport. Like, there's a lot of different ways you can get to the airport, but I'm going to get to the airport. So I didn't have a specific map. The two pieces with that, when I talk about creating your breathtaking future, one is I like to, I, I created what I like to call my yes board. So you got your boom board and your yes board. So it's, some people will call it a vision board or a prayer board. Or these are the things I'm saying yes to in advance. So it's my yes board. So there's things on there with like my family. There's things with my business. There's things with people I want to bless. Like whatever it is, is on your yes board. So things that you're excited about for the future. And then the second thing is what I call my my declaration letter. And so this is what I believe to be one of the most powerful letters you can ever write. And it is a letter to yourself. And here's how it works. The letter is I'm writing this to myself in the future as if I'm looking back and saying thank you to everything that's already taken place. So for example, my declaration letter for 2022 goes like this. Dear Brittany, it's January 21st, 2023. And I'm so grateful wow, I'm so proud of you. This happened. You accomplished this. You've overcome this. And you just write this letter from your heart about all the things that took place in the last six months or the last year. And it was one of the most powerful exercises that I had ever done because it gave me clarity because clarity is power and I didn't have any. I was in all these different boxes and I felt like I was failing in all of them. And so by getting that clarity, not only did I have a boom board, there's step one, then I had my yes board and my declaration letter. And so this letter, I would read to myself. I recorded it. I started listening to this over and over and over. And it was like something changed inside of me. I, I was remembering who I was and then I was getting excited about this big, beautiful future, like this windshield. I was no longer living in my rear view mirror. It's like I was stepping into this creation of what could be possible. So that is where I got to get excited about that, that second piece of the stepping into that. So then when you talk about, okay, the practical piece, Brittany, well, I got all these things. How do I do all this? Okay, so I got my boom board. I got my yes board. I got my letter. Like, now what? Like, okay, great. Those things are good. So now it's today. And this is the third part, the be unstoppable today. Because how do I, how do you change your state? How do you get things done? How do you follow through when life happens? Like, Okay, what do you do? So one of the big things that I focus on um, when I'm coaching someone is we focus on the power of three. This has been very transformative for me because instead of focusing on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all at the same time, because our brain literally, there's, there's research to show that after three, our brain kind of fuzzes out, like focusing on three things. So we do the power of three. So we look at what are the three biggest goals for the entire year. Then we break it down. Three goals for the quarter. We focus on the quarter, 90 days. Then we do three goals for the month. Then we go into three goals for the week. And then I do what's called power three goals for the day. So I have an accountability partner that I talk with for like five minutes every single morning. I say my three gratitudes and my three power three goals for the day. And so in doing those things, then I can make progress on those different areas. So here's with my business. Here's with my marriage. Here's with my family. Like here's with the my spiritual growth and these different things. But by focusing on three things instead of 25, it's amazing the progress in those teeny tiny pockets that I've made. So if you're listening to this and you're a multi-passionate woman, I honor you because guess what? I am totally you too. 
All we have to focus on is make things simple. Simple equals done. And when I overcomplicate things, then they don't get done. So simple equals done. What are the three things? If you're listening to me, can you grab a sticky note and write the three things on here that are going to support you and elevate you the most today? And then check them off and then go to the next piece. So that's what I would say for being a multi-passionate woman. <laughs> That's fabulous. Simple and actionable. And what I heard is that you're really setting your yeses for the year because I think what's hard is saying no. So by doing your your boom board and your yes board, you're really saying like, these are the things I'm absolutely saying yes to. And then everything else can kind of like come off of it. Other things that I get approached with or maybe ideas that I have like can kind of sit aside for the year. And I'm, I'm focusing on what's the yes saying yes in advance to those things. And then what I also heard was multi-passionate doesn't mean multitasking. Mm -hmm. It means focusing on three things that you want to accomplish. And I think we forget that if God willing and technology and medicine and all that, we're living to like the average age of like 70 to 80 now, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you're in your 30s or your 40s, you've got over half your life left and you can accomplish many, many things. So you can still be multi-passionate, mm-hmm. just not maybe all at one time. So having that that focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm going to get real here and vulnerable. I do not manage stress well. And my family <laughs> knows this. They know this about Erica and they can see it. They can see when my, you know, I start getting to that boiling point of where like the stress comes and um, I just don't manage it well. I just kind of, you know, get all into things, say yes too much and or get too focused. And then it just all comes out all over the place. And, you know, I'm going to the Lord and saying, Lord, please forgive me. Help me to be a better mom, wife, you know, business owner, whatever it may be. Because juggling the balls can just leave me so stressed and agitated. And so the million dollar question for me is how do you keep yourself from really going crazy when managing it all? So how do you manage that stress? Mm -hmm. I love your question. I think that's a question that we as women at ask ourselves many times, often many times a day. And so how do we manage our stress? When things get crazy, what can we do? I think the first thing that I would say in regards to that, the first one for me, I say, I say is pause, which as a wonderful, powerful, unstoppable lady, that's a little bit harder than we've realized sometimes taking a pause. And I like to call it the eight second pause. So someone shared with me, you know, Brittany, if someone is riding a bull, they want to get on for eight seconds. That's their goal is eight seconds. If they can stay on for eight seconds, they're winning. And so can you take an eight second pause? just eight seconds and say, God, what is my next right action? One of my favorite prayers is God, I'm yours and I trust you. And I will say that over and over and over again, sometimes in those moments until I can calm down again. And then every time I ask, what's my next right action? What's my next right action? What do I need to say yes to? How do I own my yes? And how do I own my no? What's the most important thing for me to be doing right now? 
And when I can do those things, then the answer always comes. And it's funny because it will be this still small voice, the, Brittany, you really don't have time to do this one more thing because you know you need to leave in 10 minutes. And I'm like, yes. well, and I'm like, oh, but I can yes. just do this, this, this. And it's like the little voice. It's like, no, you can't. And it's like, yes, I can. It's like, no, you can't. It's like, okay. And so it's like, it's listening to that. It's the eight second pause to do that. It's the, what's the next right action? Is this person that's calling you right now, is this an inconvenience that God's stretching you to answer because it's going to grow you? Or are you in the middle of a conversation with your husband and that's going to produce a resentment and you can just call them back later? It's like your inconvenience to resentment barometer, which someone very wise shared with me. I love that because when I can step into that, then it's like I'm in tune with God. Okay, no problem. This is going to stretch me, whatever it is. Maybe it's not a phone call. Maybe it's something else with your kids. Maybe it's something with your spouse. Maybe it's something with your church. But it's like it gives that, is this going to stretch me and it's something that's for me to grow or is this going to produce a resentment? And when I'm like, oh, it's going to produce a resentment, then it's a different, all I need to do is make a different choice. I have a different decision to make and I get to own my yes and own my no. And one of my most favorite quotes It goes like this, when I speak and live my truth, I have nothing to prove, nothing to protect, nothing to hide, and nothing to defend. So what other people say, what they think, what they do, I just get to give them a big hug. It's not about me. It's none of my business. And I just get to live my truth. And so when I can focus on creating instead of consuming, when I can focus on shining instead of um, comparing, when I can look up instead of looking behind and sideways, it's like then I'm fulfilled. Then I'm able to truly shine out Jesus in every way I go. So I have one of my life questions is, how is this a gift? And so every single time when something happens, even when it's really, really hard, my husband and I have this joke where we'll say, how is this a gift? And I promise you, if you ask that question, you will find it because there's always a gift, even in the moment. And maybe it hurts so much, you can't say, how is this a gift? But you can say, God, help me find find the gift. Help me find gifts in this. And then suddenly as you go, more and more will come from that. And so then it's a, how can I receive, appreciate, and radiate even more of God's love right now? When I come from that place, suddenly the crazy disappears and Jesus shows up in a whole different way. That's so beautiful. You reframing it like that, just, I felt my body like the stress level kind of going down, you know, as I was thinking about all these things that I had to do and as we were talking and then as you were saying it, it's just like, oh man, I, in those situations, I could totally just reframe my mind. And I loved the inconvenience to resentment, like, or knowing which, which one it is, because I think I can so often confuse Mm -hmm. those two or just knowing like when to take action. So like I'm starting to feel agitated right now with my loved ones. Well, okay, how can I change this situation? What can I do before it turns into resentment? And then I start getting stressed and then I start getting, you know, where I hit my breaking point and then it's just that snowball effect because there is such a thin line, I think, when it comes to that. So asking, you know, that question that you said, like, how can this situation be a gift would just be super, super helpful Mm -hmm. as well as recognizing the inconvenience and the resentment piece. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. Absolutely. Let me just say one more thing with that. I think with, 
I like to call it my two A's. It's either acceptance or action. And sometimes it's a yes and. It's not an either or, it's a yes and. So just to add to that, so when we're talking about like the inconvenience to resentment barometer, so there's there's one strategy, but the action or acceptance, the A's, and what that looks like is if in 24 hours, if you take no action, can you 100% accept the situation exactly as it is and never think about it again? If that is the case, then acceptance is your answer. If not, then an action needs to be taken. Then you get to ask God, you get to check in with yourself, you get to say, what's the next right action in this? And sometimes then we take an action, then we can surrender and say, God, I've taken the action, then I will accept whatever the result is. I've taken the action, I've done my part. Then it's on your street over here, God, now you get to do your part. But then I I get a choice. So in 24 hours, am I gonna accept it? And then it'll be gone in my brain, exactly as it is, or do I get to take an action and then after that, get to accept. So those little things have helped me a lot in these situations of how do, you, how do I navigate all the different buckets and different things and competing demands all at the same time to be able to, to know what's my part, what's not my part, where, when to take action, when to accept. Yeah, and I think both of those could be emotional. Mm-hmm. So you're just emotionally accepting that, but like your action could be a, like a physical or a verbal kind of action, or it could just be like my action is to forgive mm-hmm. or my action is to... And that could be an internal action mm-hmm. for you as well. 100%. Internal or external, with people or with yourself. A lot of the feelings that I deal with are one feeling in particular, and we were talked about like the stress, but the underlying of the stress is frustration. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times our frustration can just like boil over and get to a certain point where it really brings us to failure. It brings us to wanting to quit. And um, quitting to me is failure. You know, falling down is not failure. Not getting up is the failure part. And so how do you keep yourself motivated to keep going when things get tough and really finish what you start? Because if you've got all these different things, or if you've got your three focus areas that we talked about, but you continue to get frustrated in one or all of those areas, how do you just not quit? How do you how do you stop the frustration and and or maybe you don't stop the frustration, but how do you deal with it so it doesn't become a failure and you're quit? Mm-hmm. That's such a beautiful question. I love that question. You know, um, one of the most powerful phrases that I use and that we talk about on my mastermind with my coaching clients is, I haven't failed, I'm just not finished yet. Such a powerful phrase because gosh darn it, I haven't failed, I'm just not finished yet. Here she comes, world watch out. It's not over yet. I haven't failed. I'm just not finished yet. And I will tell you, a couple years ago, I was at a conference and I was living in the yesterday and I I had a mirror and I was like, I need to get rid of this mirror because all I'm doing is I'm living my life in that rearview mirror. And I had to literally let it go. Like I threw it in the garbage can because all I was telling myself was you failed and I was looking in the rearview mirror at what was yesterday. And so I had to throw the mirror in the garbage, say, it's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going and what you're creating. It's not looking in the rearview mirror. It's looking in the big breathtaking windshield. But I literally had to just say, you haven't failed. You're just not finished yet. And that was the first thing that I would say that really, really helped me. The other thing is what I like to call a tool called bookending. So bookending is one of my number one superpower hack. This is my unstoppable hack. So this is what I will use in my own life. And then those that I, that I coach, even in our mastermind, will map bookend with each other. So what bookending is. So it's like a book on a shelf, 
right here in my office. You can see my books on my bookshelf. There's a bookend on one on one side, there's a book in the middle, and then there's a bookend on the other side that holds the book in. So for example, if there's a little task, a little something to do that you just kind of don't feel like doing, the way a bookend works is you will call or text somebody and say like, hey, I'm going to go call these three people that I keep not calling, and then I'm going to text you when I'm done. So what do you go do? Call those three people, then you text that person back, boom, I did it. And so that's bookending. That's it. And you don't even have to tell the, you don't, the person you're bookending, you don't even need to connect with them prior to bookending. All you got to do is text them and say, hey, I'm bookending right now. You don't even need to respond, but I'm putting this out here. So I actually do the thing. And then you text them back and say like, hey, I did it. That's it. And it works. It's amazing. So when I start to go into one of those places, I will do two things. One, Remember who who I am. Brittany, you haven't failed. You're just not finished yet. And number two, I will bookend. The tiniest little thing, the littlest thing so I get back into momentum and I do one thing and that's it. That's it. One thing. And then once I do that, then suddenly I'm like, I can do this. I'll do the next thing. Haven't failed. You're just not finished yet. And then also with goals, I want to touch on this. Sometimes we do set goals and we just, we don't hit them. We want to hit them. We don't hit them. And then we get to do what's called renegotiating our goal. This is a really powerful tool where I get to powerfully own it and say, hey, Erica, I committed to blank this week. I committed to doing this in my business or this with my family or this with my kids and I didn't do it. I fully own it and you get to renegotiate it. So next week, I will do blank. Next week, my kids and I are doing this. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this. I will be at the gym at eight o'clock, like whatever it is, you get to renegotiate it. And in doing that, it sets you free. It sets me free. When I learned this, because I could still live in integrity and I could honor my word, even if I didn't keep my word, I could honor it because I get to renegotiate. I get to recommit. I get to set something new. And then in doing that, I can be free. I can be fully free because then the goal isn't haunting me because all I got to do is realign, reshift, renegotiate, recommit, and then boom, I'm on it again. So many good points there. As a high achieving gal, I love that renegotiating because if I don't hit a goal, man, that haunts me. I mean, I I hate that, but it really does. Mm -hmm. It just is one of those things where as a high achieving person, I want to hit my goals Mm -hmm. and I usually always do. And if I don't, then I, you know, I don't take it lightly and I would love to take it lightly, but this renegotiation piece would really help me Mm -hmm. frame it differently. So then I could think of, I didn't fail. It wasn't failure. I just, it just didn't work out for this week. So I'm going to do X, Y, Z next week instead, because this week I focused on my family and that's Uh why I wasn't able to complete whatever Uh the task was. So that's, that's super, super helpful for me. And I love that quote that you have, that you, you haven't failed. You know, I just haven't finished yet. And I think that's, you know, the quote also with God, like he's not done working in you yet either. So like if God's not given up on you, don't give up on yourself either mm-hmm. because, you know, you're, you're still here. You're still breathing. So he hasn't finished yet mm-hmm. <laughs> what he's working in you. So you, you need to keep with him too because he believes in you. So you got to believe in yourself. Totally. Yeah. 100%. I think that the world wants us to fit into one box. It's a little more flexible now than it ever used to be, but still, they kind of want us to fit into labels or in boxes, or they push us a lot of programs and books push us by saying, like, you'll only be successful if you focus on one thing. 
you know, there's so many books, even like books titled The One Thing, which there's there's good points in that, but that leaves us multi-passionate people just confined and unhappy and really for me playing the comparison game. You know, I see people who have been doing one thing or been at one job for 10, 20 years and then now they're CEO and they've worked their way up. But that's not necessarily what I want to do. You know, for me, I don't want to be CEO. I guess I kind of am a faith and gather, but mm-hmm. titles to me, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be CEO of corporate America. Yes. <laughs> but it's a different thing in my in my mind, you know. So how do we remain confident in our decision to really like keep our lives fluid and free from being kind of boxed into what the world really wants us to do? Because a lot of multi-passionate people, you know, kind of go against the grain of what the world tells us that we need to be doing. I think you hit on a lot of things there. One of the things that I love when in talking about comparison is that we compare our insides to somebody else's outsides. And so I'm comparing my inside to what I see on your outside. And if I compare, then I'm despairing. Like that is the only thing that is going to come from it. If I start to go down the comparison route, I say, Brittany, stop. You're comparing their outsides to your insides. Don't forget what you have. You have to remember what you've done already to come to this place. And then one of the biggest things for me is to create. I either am consuming or I'm creating. When I'm creating, that means I get to be authentic Brittany. There is nobody else that is Brittany Marie Horn. There is nobody else that is Erica Dvorak. (laughs) There is nobody else that's you who's listening to this podcast. You are uniquely you, that God created you to be you. And you have things talent, skills, gifts, and abilities that nobody else has, that no other book on your bookshelf, that no other conference, no other speaker, no other podcast has. So God has given me this life as a gift and how I live it is my gift back to him. And so when I can shine out Brittany and whatever that means and be open to things being fluid, to be open to things changing, And to go to God in those one-sentence prayers, God, I'm yours and I trust you when I don't understand. God, I'm yours and I trust you. He always, always, always gives me the next right step. So just this morning, I was reading in Joshua. In Joshua 1.1, he tells Joshua four times, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Not just once, not twice, not three times, four times. Because this guy is like, hey, Do I have this? Like Moses was the amazing big guy. Like he was awesome and I'm just Joshua. Like, can I really do this? And God says, I've already prepared for you. I've already given it to you. And so us as women to come in and say, God has already given me this. He already, he knows the desires of my heart because he placed them there. He gave them to me. So if he gave me the vision, he's going to give me the provision, the people, the resources, and the opportunities to see it to fruition in his beautiful, perfect timing. And can I trust that God, you've done this and this and this and this. And Joshua was like, hey, okay, so I saw all this happen with Moses and God, you've given this to me. I'm going to step into it. I don't know what's going to happen. You, I think this is crazy. You want me to like walk around this big old city and like shout and stuff and then the walls come down? Like it doesn't make any sense logically. But if we can follow the prompt, if we can say yes, I like to say I give God my little yes. I give him one little yes. Then I give him another little yes and another little yes. And then it's a series of all those little yeses that lead to 
this path going in this direction and then the next direction. And it's this beautiful journey. And so I can trust God that he is has the movie of my life. And all I see is this little tiny snippet that of course it doesn't make sense because I'm in this one little tiny screen. But God's like, hey, I got it. I got the whole plot line. I got all the characters. I know how this all works. Like, just trust me. Just give me your little yes for today. And that is how I can stay in the moment doing those different things because it's like, God, all I got to do is be with Jesus. I can take the next step. That's all I need. Again, surrendering to him, surrendering to him and his plan and walking in obedience. I think that's the key part about walking in obedience with God is pausing, like you said, take that eight second pause, ask that question, what's the right next step? And God's going to give that to you. And I think if you're doing the comparison game, he's going to give you the answer of like, hey, girlfriend, no, like, don't go back to that box. I don't want you to be boxed in. Stay on this path because that's what I have for you. And I'm going to provide for you. Like you said, he gave you the vision. He's going to give you the provision. And that's played out so much in my life. Even like you and me, Brittany, we met through my good friend, Amy, and I never knew that, you know, you were going to connect with her, then we'd connect, then you'd connect me with people. And then I went to this beautiful retreat today, you know, that might turn into a retreat that I do. You know, none of this was in my brain that I was planning up and making all these plans. It's what God delivered by me asking, Lord, where do you want to take me? You know, continuing when I'm starting to feel frustrated and feeling like I'm failing. He's giving me those God winks you know, saying like, stay on your path, Erica, like I've got this for you. And then he continues to show up and provide people like you in my life. And he's going to do the same for the ladies that are listening to this as well as you, Brittany, but you know that you're a rock star. (laughs) I don't need to tell you, you're coaching me. (laughs) Such a blessing while learning and growing. I want to be 1% better every single day. The day I stop learning is the day I die. So I have lots and lots to always continue learning. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. You are a wealth of knowledge and I'm just so blessed that we were able to connect through our friend, like I said, and I'm just so in awe of your knowledge and your courageousness and how you have really been resilient and how you've come back, but you've come back with the mindset of like just following what the Lord actually the whole time, following the Lord and his next steps. It's some people don't do that. They're not as courageous to do that. So thank you for for doing that and now sharing the love with other women because that's what it's all about. You have your tests to have your testimony. So thank you for being courageous because like you, that Facebook Live scared the heck out of me and <laughs> look where God's brought us now. Ooh, so yes. <laughs> do, do that something that's super uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I know that the listeners are definitely want to connect with you more because you just have just this bright personality and you have so much more to give. So where can the listeners find you? And then how can they work with you if they want to work with you one-on-one? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to bless your listeners, Erica. So what what I have done is um, set up my schedule. I have five um, business breakthrough sessions that I would love to bless your listeners with. And so this is a 45-minute coaching session with me. It's valued at $4.97 and you get it completely free. And so what it is, it's for ladies who own a business, who are on a mission to elevate their business, to take it from level one, two, or three, and blow it out of the water. They know that God's created them for more, and they're unwilling to settle. And so if you fall into that camp, you can go to my website, 
www.brittanyhorn.com and click on the coaching tab. All you have to do is fill out the coaching application and put on there that you heard me on Erica's faith-inspired podcast. And if you're one of the first five people, I would be happy to serve you. So what you're going to walk away with from that business breakthrough session is even more clarity on your vision and your goals. You're going to walk away with even more commitment than you may have had in the past and leave with a sense of momentum so you can launch into even faster action. So I would love to bless your listeners with those five spots. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. And I will tell you, so I did a breakthrough session with Brittany and within 45 minutes, I had three action steps for the next month and it gave me so much clarity and I've actually acted on all three of them now, still working on one of them to complete them, which is recording my my fruit snack episodes. Time's always this restraint for those, (laughs) you know, little kids and all that fun stuff. But Yeah. So she was just so instrumental in this specific month of mine of getting things just really moving in my business. And it just was clear about the value that you bring to women and supporting them and just having that clarity of like where to take the business because you are in partnership with God. So like having a coach like you, Brittany, is super helpful, especially a Christian coach, because you can help guide the process of the actual tangible steps to take, but then, you know, you walk through like, okay, where's the Lord leading you and having clarity on those both ends, which is just so helpful. So yeah, sign up for one of those five spots because I got so much value out of those 45 minutes. Well, thank you. Absolutely. You play full out, Erica, and everything you do, it's a <laughs> gift. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. Just loved having you on here. And I had already told you I might want to have you come back again just because like you had shared at the beginning of your story, just all the struggles that you had, really how to honestly bounce back from that. So I'm putting it out there and I hope to have you back sometime soon to talk about that because that's a reality as well. But thank you so much. Really appreciate you being on today. Absolutely. My pleasure. That was so good. Here's what I took away from the episode. There is power in three. Focus on only three things at a time. Don't worry, you'll get to the rest another day. You haven't failed. You're just not finished yet. And if God gave you the vision, he will give you the provision. God's got you, as he always does. He's put so many desires in your heart, but you don't need to do it in your own strength. Pause and ask him what your next right action is and just see where he leads you. If you've loved this episode and can't wait for the next, hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Love and prayers, Erica. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.